What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. We are back with this week's episode, and you can see from the title, there's a lot going on. Clicks has been banned for several seasons. We're going to talk all about it, what led to this whole thing, and quite honestly, I think the truth will shock you. No, but seriously, there's a whole story behind it that is probably mega, mega, mega unfair, and at least you're going to hear our perspective of it and give you guys all the cold, hard facts. Alongside that, there's just so much more to talk about. Vino leaving Tundra and quite honestly, he disrespects the org and we're going to really dive into the deep end there. And there's just so much. It's been a pretty eventful week. I think all the episodes in lead up have been more or less upbeat and there's a lot to celebrate. But as always, Fortnite keeps us right in the drama with these players and, and what's going on. So before we get there, though, I want to thank you guys for downloading this episode, tuning in with us, vibing with us. We appreciate all of y'all checking out the content and, of course, what we're building for you guys here. The consistency for the rest of the year remains. We want to continue to plan plan all these episodes for y'all week to week. So thank you guys. Let's go ahead and start bringing in the boys, though, man. We got Panda. We got SBG on the mic here today. We're going to kick things off with the brother from another mother. We got Panda on this. What's up, Panda? Hey, man. Listen, good to be here. Uh, raced home from a car dealership. I went for an inspection and almost bought a brand new Ford Bronco. So oh I'm gosh. back, though, and I still have my GTI. So that's a, a good sign. I didn't buy a new car. But that's hilarious. SBG, how's, uh, how's Denmark treating you? been good man went to a museum today went over to, to the old spot where we were staying dude the museum they had model ships and they were like 10 foot large models and apparently some of them are older than the actual ships because before you were allowed to build a ship you had to build the model so the king could see what it would look like and make sure it worked i was i was stunned it was really cool no that sounds pretty sick I think our age is showing here, though, guys. If that also got you excited, yeah, <laughs> we're the boomers. No, that that's pretty sick, man. A little bit of history there for y'all. I'm sure someone didn't expect that, so you know, go ahead and take that one. But, but let's go ahead and start jumping into the into the mix of it. We're gonna we're gonna start with Vino. We're gonna save the clicks conversation for for later. But let's begin with Vino. Vino is a professional player, probably the biggest star to rise. I would say outside of Miro and cold right in the last you know year or two or so for the eu region he is definitely the star that has, has really started to come up and he's found himself on a number of different professional teams being one of the most sought after professional players and just recently announced that he exited out of tundra panda i mean we had a brief conversation before we jumped into this and you had a lot to say about it because it just seems like he took this opportunity and i don't know he's burning some bridges on the way out Okay, so I'm going to start this with one simple phrase or, or like sentence, and that is if you're an org out there thinking about picking up Vino, don't. And I'm saying don't right now. And the reason I'm saying this is esports is in a recession. We're struggling as an industry. There's a lot of things going on. And to pick up someone who is so blatantly disrespectful to previous orgs, other people in the scene is just not okay. So now let me get into why I'm saying that. Venno, and if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I have hyped him up as arguably the number one player in the world. In, he is the best player eyes, in the world. Yes, he is single-handedly one of, if not the best player in the world. And I've hyped him up for that for quite some time. But in recent months, and, and of course some people will defend his actions, but in recent months he's had some incidents where he is just letting his success uh, cloud his judgment and think that he is untouchable, right? One example of this 
is Turn Daisy hosted an event not too long ago, and it was a co-ed event. So each team had to have one male, one female player competing in the event. On game number five, Venno decides to kick without, like, disrespectfully kick the female from his party, not say anything to her, and then bring in Rise to go on and play the game without them, disrupting the entire flow of the tournament. When when you have, like, so blatant disregard to do that, just to the other person that you were supposed to be playing with, that's disrespectful. And then it gets worse. So he goes into this, into Turn Daisy's chat, the person that was kind of hosting the event, when all this drama is unfolding, and is sitting there saying in chat, and there are pictures out there, you can, like, look at these pictures of him in chat saying, I'll ruin 100 more tournaments, I don't care. Uh, and then him saying, Fortnite won't touch me. They'll never, this will never affect my FNCS. Like some insanely disrespectful comments and thinking that he is holier than thou in this Fortnite competitive scene. And, and just, again, keep in mind, right? We're talking about person who in the past didn't have any of these kind of toxic public no. appearances, like not even close to any. Granted, he's a Fortnite player and, you know, everyone gets a little edgy, if you will, but Venno and Archie are two of the, you know, like, I would say more humble up until right now. Like, just, they've always done a pretty good job. Their socials keeping a low profile and just kind of doing their thing. What he does on live stream and, and the clips and, and talking to Smack and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he he's going to be that. But when you go out of your way to blatantly grief a tournament that someone was, like, inviting you to, like, I'm not a, I'm not a, a fan of that at all. You're talking thousands of dollars that goes into not only the prize pool, but the back end to actually host and administrate these tournaments. I'm very happy practice server was not behind that one because had, you know, Vino been invited by our team and done something like that. Oh, I'd be pretty pissed off. Like I'd take that very personally to me as like an organizer trying to put this all together and construct a dope event for the community. So for him to have that level of disrespect towards the creators, I mean, it's just so unwarranted. Like, why, like why would you go out of your way to do that? That's one. And then two, take that a step further and literally be toxic in someone's Twitch chat. Like, you don't, you don't take it that far. Now, that is just a personal attack on the creator. He's lucky he actually didn't get banned on Twitch for that. Like, people get near indefinite suspensions that level of what they would call harassment at that point because of the griefing and then of course taking it into their personal chat so it, it was just you know several steps too far even looking beyond of course maybe he was having a, a fun time in the moment now sbg i see you of course you you have some i'm sure perspective and remarks on this let's just take it back from the beginning vino leaves tundra and he begins to basically say yeah whatever who cares about what they basically put into me uh you know the, that the, those are going away videos For, forget those documentaries they did on me like and there's just so much unpackaged here what's your take on vino right now so this is really weird to me, really weird timing in the middle of FNCS. It's not the end of a month. Like I'm just kind of confused why this happened. And maybe it is because he's on his like John Jones villain arc right now. Is they're like, all right, we've had enough. This is too much. Maybe you're the best player in the world, but we are not willing to deal with what is going on because to me, you don't drop the best player or like top three player in the world right before they're about to go into finals in two weeks, like figure it out, pay them for one more month, figure it out. And they did like a 30 minute documentary on him. Fortnite did their own little like three minute piece on him. It's not like there, there isn't marketing investment in this player. To me, this screams, there is something else going on. And I don't think Tundra is going to come out and say it. And 
maybe Vino will. He already seems like he's a little unhappy with like what all happened, but it's just weird, man. It doesn't make sense with everything that's happened. And you would think his closest friend groups would kind of let him know like, hey, look, people are not really signing folks. Like look at all the free agents that are out there that are exceptional players with brands that are trying to do cool stuff that are vouching on the time. Like, hey man, I'm willing to put in the work and I have been putting in this work and are still unsigned you would think those were all be signs of like, yeah, let me work this out with, with this organization that has been investing in me and building me up. But yeah, to your point, I also agree with you. There has to be some underlying reason why he would be so against Tundra in, in the sense that like, there's other ways to support a team, even, a, even with your exit, right? The, the way you express gratification or, or like appreciation, of course, for your time spent with said team, all that stuff goes a long way. And we've seen that expressed in a lot of different ways from different folks in the space. But again, and that's completely separate from how he treated his fellow creator, Daisy, who was hosting her own tournament, right? And that toxicity that was there, two totally different things. The way he treated the org, pretty, pretty, pretty tasteless. The way he treated Daisy, even worse, right? Because he, he took that a whole step further. So these are two completely different incidents, all within the same week span right more or less so this is this is just straight i don't know maybe we just called him on a, a bad week not sure what's happening here but there's clearly some kind of yeah outlash coming from from Vino right now yeah it's an ego i mean literally the, the actions speak for themselves it is like what we've seen time and time again in the fortnite scene when players feel as if they are so much better than other people and it's this ego that inflates with that self-confidence and don't get me wrong, I still rate Venno as one of the best players, if not the best player in the world right now. And that's not to take anything away from his ability to play the game because he is an incredible player. But what you'll learn, unless you're in like boxing and, and UFC and, and stuff, that, that villain storyline never works in your favor. And, and I'm going to let SVG counter that i'm going to disagree there have been plenty of villains in plenty of sports that have been terrible human beings yet incredible at the game and whatever game it is that they play they continue to excel at it i mean look at michael jordan for an example maybe one of the best players in any sport of all time i've heard several stories about him having a massive gambling problem him treating like help at a hotel or car service people horribly like a bartender horribly so like that's i'm not justifying anything that vino did right it's not hard to be a decent human being and not be respectful like we should all aspire to do that but there's also kind of this like this thing that happens with greatness and you know lebron's an excellent example of not being a terrible human being and being one of the best but there are people that for some reason are not the best human beings but are incredible at what they do well let me add to that with mj because you have to think about the era in which that he had these actions most of it was always covered up you and i back in the 90s and the 80s would never know that he's going into hotel rooms and trash and shit like we're hearing this stuff now because we have like the last dance documentary that came out and and more supporting stuff that like came from like first person accounts and so when that stuff is happening, I feel like like it's either you acknowledge that you made a mistake and did some dumb stuff or someone else will acknowledge it for you and it hurts your reputation. And I think a perfect example of it is in the, specifically in the gaming space is young Calc. Man is was extremely talented, 
became the villain, right? And then when he tried to separate himself from the villain arc and tried to focus on content, separated from competitive play, like he found no success. And more recently, we talked about it a few weeks back. He's now working like a nine to five job. He's completely out of esports. And when you have so much potential to build something great and you limit yourself to your actions for a period of time in that moment, which then ultimately limits what you can do in the future, it's not worth it. And so maybe that's more of my like argument now is obviously you can be a better person, but at the same time, you're only hurting yourself. Like people aren't just going to forget the way that you treat other people. Even like, don't get me wrong. If I was the bartender that dealt with MJ, man, I would never say he's the goat. I'd be like LeBron all the way. <laughs> now I was not the bartender and I do believe MJ is the goat. So that wrong. is uh, wrong. Hilarious. Uh, don't, we're not starting this. This is a Fortnite podcast. This is not. <laughs> Because no one needs your wrong opinion, SVG. All right, so let's finish this up because no, no, but and so before before we get too far off though, there there's other people that that are also like straight up on a villain arc and have been for a while. There's tons of bad actors in the Fortnite space. Just to tie it into the Daisy tournament, it wasn't just Veto who decided to just completely trip out in grief. You had like this this just gross clip from Bucky. And man, Bucky's had his moments where he's been truly humble and apologetic and supportive of people in the space. Like, I'm not here to overlook at the good he's done. But man, the when he's like on his when he's on his 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 basically his days, man, and he wants to get on one for the content, right? Air quotes, because clearly he's doing it for show. He can get pretty, pretty disrespectful. He goes out of his way after being eliminated by Daisy and Muzz to then completely, and I mean completely, trash talk and slander not only Muzz for like his his physical appearances and, and things that just don't even relate to the game, but Daisy and her entire career. Like straight up disrespecting the tournament host, talking about, oh, you had this once in a lifetime chance to finally do something cool and, and put on an event and you go host the Zero Bill tournament. You know what I mean? Basically just completely disrespecting the event and the tournament that he was invited to, by the way, to come play. So why even sign up if you really felt like that? Just just like spitting in the face of the creators. So it's not just Vino who who did something like wild, right? During the event. Bucky too. And the clip is now just on the internet forever. And it was posted by Hydra, who's just like, bro, Bucky, are you okay? Like, like, why would you do that? And the comments in the comments, like, of course, there's a lot of Bucky fans that are like, yeah, W. But there's plenty of other comments that are just straight saying, like, yo, this is a huge L take. Like, you're wilding, like, way too far. Uh, look, I'll let SPG talk on this more, but all I got to say to Bucky is, man, you got worked and you're upset because you got worked by Muzz and Daisy. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it happens. When he's bad at the tournament, right? Like, you get invited to play the tournament and then get mad at the format like if you don't like the tournament don't participate in the tournament you're bucky's probably close to a millionaire if not a millionaire like a five thousand dollar tournament really isn't going to make a difference to him at the end of the day so like i just don't understand why this even gets all festered same with vino right same tournament gets upset like trolls the thing makes no sense to me these guys have had so much success outside of doing like these smaller creator tournaments let this space live and let it like prosper because that only helps the entire fortnite space and when you do things like this this it's not any of us want to be talking about yeah and creators are trying to celebrate this this dope moment like for daisy you know hey listen five thousand dollars that's a lot of money especially for i think your, your average person let alone to be 
able to host that and, and, and really build it for your own community. Like it, it's a massive deal and it means everything to these creators and to have that lack of empathy to the creator at the very least, like we talked about, I think, I think to summarize Vino and the Bucky situation and all this, man, just to, that lack of being a good human, it's not that hard to just have a little bit of decency. And, and with that not there, with that not in place, it, it's pretty, it's pretty bad to see right now, especially since these are true community leaders, like two of the most influential that still create, you know, video live stream content in on Twitch and in the space, like two of the most viewed streamers, literally being just gross people. And they're, you know, inspiring their entire communities to follow in their footsteps. So it's pretty, it's pretty bad to see. But, you know, just just moving on and jumping on some more things that are happening. We, we get to talk about Clicks, man. Clicks has also found himself in, in a bit of a, a sticky situation here. He was reported for accused of teaming in-game and then banned from Fortnite. But the problem here lies when you get banned from an official competitive event like a solo cash cup or an FNCS, whatever it may be, any in-game official events, the repercussions carry on not only into the rest of the remainder of the season, but the next season as well. And guess what that next season is? Is of course, teeing us up for in-person events and activations that are happening across seas, the official Fortnite Global Championship. So with that, Clicks right now is potentially facing a ban from the LAN event and for sure a ban during this competitive season right now that's ongoing where he has been putting in tons of work with Scented to kind of make this comeback story and creating dope content around the two as a duo. And they're just really going above and beyond more so than we've seen, I think, of any most creators we've seen and succeeding on this merger of a region. So such a huge time to be taken out of the equation right now. And he expressed all of his concerns, but... We're going to talk about why this is a very controversial topic because he may not be in the wrong here. SBG, let's start with you, though, man. There's a lot to unpack here. I kind of laid down the foundation and the hard facts of what is to happen at the moment. But, I mean, there's a lot of, I think, judgment that has to be reviewed. Or there's a lot to be reviewed before the judgment gets finalized, I should say. So I'm, I'm normally the rules guy, right? So let's talk about the official rule as to why he's going to be unable to play the next two FNCSs, which then will lead him to miss out on going to Copenhagen for the global championship. So the rules are if you get a 14 or more day ban, which Clix's ban is 14 days, or at least the last we've seen this posted, and it hasn't been changed as far as I'm aware of. If you get a 14 or more day ban, that will disqualify you for the current season's FNCS and the next season FNCS. So that's essentially a two-season ban. He did not qualify for the Global Championship last season, and there's only three majors which you are able to qualify for the Global Championship this season. So that means can't play this season, can't play next season, won't be able to participate, and I'm assuming that the last chance qualifier, which is like right after Major 3, which would be his potential last chance is also going to be included in that same like overarching season ban. I may be wrong about that one, but it sounds like he's got no shot. And like you alluded to him and clicks or him and scented were looking like one of the top duos on the region. They're putting in a lot of work, working with blood X and huh, now all banned because of a solo cash cup that he won. Well, I guess he didn't win a hundred bucks, but he could have. Yeah. 
Panda's gonna really tee us up now. We're gonna get into the details. Like, what happened, Panda, when Clicks was basically live streaming this event, like right before he got reported. Let's just start talking about what actually happened, right? Because he was reported based off of the victim, right? Who was basically reviewing the replay files, saw this and was just like, what the heck is this? I'm reporting that. And then clearly he got in trouble for it. But the truth goes much further than that as we start getting to what really occurred. So let, let's start talking about that, man, because he was clearly targeted right here. Yeah, yeah. And so real quick, he just the ads for SVG. He can't talk or he can't play in the last chance qualifier because it's considered a separate major. Um, if he qualifies for it, though, like yeah, we don't it, know what the rules are, so he yeah, may not qualify. We don't, yeah, we don't know how last chance qualifier truly looks yet. So doesn't necessarily count per the ban, but depends on how far he'd have to be essentially invited by Epic at that point, which if you're trying to avoid favoritism with the ban, like it's not working either way. But to break down the entire situation, so Clicks is playing the Victory Cash Cup. For those that don't know, the Victory Cash Cup is an event where you qualify to, and once you're in the finals of the Victory Cash Cup, every single game that you win, you win $100. Now, Clicks is in a game. He's doing very well. I think he won one game before this, or maybe it was one game after, whatever the case may be. And so he's playing a game, and he's clearly being targeted. And it's, it is blatantly obvious that there is this person from the same angle shooting him at a distance and then building. So every time Clicks would go to rotate, there'd be no one around, whatever. And this guy's like hiding behind trees, like waiting in bushes. And it was clear even for him while he's playing the game that something's going on. He's being targeted in some way. And so he had to use tons of resources, ammo, et cetera, just to survive in a game, whereas otherwise he would have been fine to rotate because he wouldn't be, have been targeted by him. That is one thing I want to really highlight here and emphasize that if you were the team on Epic's side doing the internal review and really looking at the entire picture, so let's just say that replay ID was given to you in the, the clip, etc., just a little more research and, and understanding the dynamic of the game, you could tell this guy is not your friend. He is shooting at you the entire game, burning your most valuable resource economy which is your material in the game so that you can stay alive the entire game and then again as panda's going to explain click starts to prompt him to see or like further prove that he's being targeted by someone who is clearly watching a stream because it's no coincidence that he's just getting third partied by the same person over and over and over so again to pick up right there so now he starts to basically hey there's something fishy going on he wants to uncover this and basically prove hey i'm getting stream sniper right now watch this yeah so basically he gets into the end game he boxes up his stream sniper boxes up directly below him and is just again spraying at him time and time again and he re like at this point as any streamer would ninja cypher and all these other people defended his actions here a bit he got frustrated and when clicks got frustrated he said why like he, he just starts screaming says some profanity He's like, why are you stream typing me? And he gets to the point where he, he says, and this is where the viral clip is, splash me right now, you stream sniping explicit. <laughs> splash me now. So eventually he does open up his cone and he splashes him. And then he said, okay, drop me the metal you made me use. Drop the metal now. And the guy drops a pizza and the metal. And then from here, Clicks goes down and gets the metal and pizza, goes back up to his box, and then continues to play the game out. What the other problem to this is after he's done, he gets all this. They start rotating. The guy goes up to his wall, hits his wall with a pickaxe twice and lets clicks kill him. And so at this point now clicks has all the resources from this kid 
because he's proved that he was a stream sniper and the kid got, kind of just gave up. And this is an alt account for this kid, by the way. His main account is an EU account that he was using an alt for to play on a different region, which, as you know, if you know in tournaments this season, everything is region locked. So, And, and just to be fair, like, if, if this was going to be something that was, like, truly punishable, I mean, Cypher PK, Ninja, Nikkei 30 all these big streamers, they get targeted on Tifu on a regular basis, get eliminated by fans, and basically delivered loot mamas all day long, all the time. We've never seen them get competitive banned, by the way, for you know actions like these or moments like this occurring. And I'm I'm here to personally defend clicks. I, I think again, you know, I'm I'm on the side where I just I just don't see this as a warranted ban. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure ban him right okay he he absolutely teamed at some point on, on black and white paper but the punishment man we got to be flexible with this punishment i don't think it's a black as black and white as nope two seasons you know ax him you don't deserve a chance like ban him from the rest of the cash cups right whatever give him two of those you could still play within the rules right and, and allow him to compete but i don't know man taking him out of the entire equation when this is this is all he's got, and he's been on this upswing, and he's got his creator code back. And you know what? Credits to Clicks. This is all even uncovered because he went live and had a very decent conversation about what happened here, and he kind of gave us all these details. This is why we know this is what happened. And I will say that while he may not be the best at expressing himself because he's he's still young and you know learning and growing, right? He doesn't he doesn't have the skill set to necessarily communicate the best. He tried his best, and he was very respectful. He's like, dude, I'm just hoping to work with Epic on this. And he was genuinely pleading with Epic, like, guys, please, like, let's 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 figure this out. I really hope we can figure this out. I get it if you can't, but, man, let's try to figure this out. So, you know, I, I want to give him a lot of respect there. So I'm with you. I think he deserved to be actioned in some sense. Yeah. But I also now seeing this, like, 14-day rule in practice, if this is what's going to be what draws a 14-day ban and therefore a two-season ban from competitive, I think we have something wrong, right? Like, there, sh there should be different steps that go along with this. And yes, he did team in a tournament, maybe missing last weekend of FNCS. That would be justified. Like, a one-week ban or something like that, in my opinion, would be justified. Because, don't get me wrong, in pizza getting metal having a free elim plus all the siphon and mats like that is a definite advantage within the match but at the same time i don't think the punishment fits the crime like it, I, I think it could have been over. they could revoke the tournament earnings to have been made discount discount the points removed from the standings there's a lot of things you can do in this kind of situation where you say hey listen it could be that could be like and that could be a warning shot right like Dude, yeah. we're going to take the money that you would have otherwise earned here. We're going to, you know, you can't play the victory cash cup, invalidate the score, remove the PR, whatever, right? Like you could do all that kind of stuff and allow him to keep competing. But like I said, this is, this just seems like there's kind of this, this such, there's automation happening here. And it's very clear that there's not attention to the detail is just being missed. And the detail is very important because the context is just completely missing. And I think any investigation, at least a band should have, at that point, the context reviewed and, and then action to, to take place in post. But, you know, th these are just, again, outright opinions from us. We're, we're 
from a non-affiliated perspective of like the the dev like we're not devs we're not epic employees anything we're contractors you know we, we have opinions we talk about these topics on a, on a regular basis just from a human perspective and you know respectfully we just i think we all here yeah collectively respectfully disagree this time around and i had the same disagreement around dreamhack dallas what was that a couple years ago with with the whole like griefing is this, is this the thing of griefing in fortnite man there, there needs to be a better rule set. That's what it is. It's just griefing, man. It needs to be a better rule set. And I think, sorry, Go ahead. I think more of the conversation needs to be around the rules, not necessarily just free uh, clicks, right? And I yeah. think that's what socials is focusing on. And I think the more constructive way to address this whole situation is to talk about the balance of the 14-day rule. You have to remember, this was created in a time where there were four FNCSs, and those FNCSs did not lead to anything. Um. So now we have three FNCSs that all lead into a major event for the year. So I think that 14-day rule worked better in the past, but I think now there needs to be some adjustment to that rule. And then number two, there just needs to be clearer guidelines as to what is a 14-day, what is a five-day, what is a three-day. And and creating this structure, I think, is super important moving forward for Epic. And that's just kind of my last thoughts on the whole situation. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you could easily just like have longer ban periods if someone does something that justifies a two fncs ban like i don't think it needs to be this overarching thing of you do one thing wrong we give you a two-week ban two seasons now also banned because it's not a two-week ban it's a two-week ban from arena and then it's a two fncs ban so it's like way more that leads into it and so that's one thing the other piece i've been saying this forever please just put a statement out. Say something mm. when these bans happen. Yeah. Like when Aqua was banned for, I think it was stream sniping Benji Fishy or whatever he was doing back in oh, chapter two, season two. 2019 or something. Yeah, long time. Like just make a statement. Doesn't need to directly address the situation, but directly address the rules that were broken and clarify why action was taken. Sometimes, right? That would help a ton. That would also dissuade people from doing it in the future. And then last piece, because I know you want to say some monsters. Everyone's saying it's like this shouldn't happen because it's clicks and because he's a huge creator. I think that should have nothing to do with it. And it's more the action doesn't fit the punishment. And that's what I think, like Panda said, it should be something else that we're focusing on. Yeah, and I was just going to say, it's a shame he gets banned for pizza time when it is literally now removed from the game because it was forcing... <laughs> These end games that all end in heal loss, which of course was affecting the product of, of what the weekend was for the FNCS season. You know, we hate to see all the he games end in heal loss, right? We all know that's one of the more anti-climatic ways that end game can finish. So, hey, we did get that change. And, and there has been a lot of changes competitive season. We kind of reverted back to these on-the-fly hot fixes, which have been adjusting basically week to week pretty significant changes that are altering the way competitive is played out mid competitive season which i think no one is again in, in on paper a fan of we should never have like game changing season meta changing adjustments happening mid tournaments or mid tournament week for that matter because obviously people have to qualify there's just again common sense tells us we should have somewhat of a stable season going into it but these are great changes we accept these changes we are happy for them regardless of whether or not the meta should be changing right now sbg let's let's just dive into it take me a little bit further let's talk about just a lot of the changes like what's, what's going on so 
basically is what happened right before FNCS starts. Week one, we have these dynamic zone changes, which actually didn't really change anything for FNCS games because they really only affected games that were dying out quickly and there wasn't enough players, so the game got sped up. In FNCS qualifying finals lobbies, we weren't reaching those thresholds. The game was staying at the same pace. Nothing really changed. Then next week, we play F so we play qualifier one with those dynamic zone changes after hold on. Last season we had nine zones. This season we have twelve. So first of all, we, we go a whole new zone system going into the season. Then we get this dynamic zone change in week one. Last week in week two, we had now seventh or six and seven zones are now like a 50-50 and they pull further away. So instead of like closing gradually towards the center of a zone, now they're halfway in the storm where it's more difficult to rotate. That didn't really have an effect on the heal offs. Now this week, we haven't played qualifier three yet. Dog Splash reduced by 10% spawn rates. Game time, aka pizza, has been removed as an augment. And we now have zones eight and nine moving further. And I believe they're five seconds faster. And then we have zone 12 is 20 seconds longer. So zones have now changed three separate times. Really not the, the dynamic zone. That doesn't affect the highest competitive lobbies. But nine zones to 12 then we have these new 50 50 zones and now we're going to see what these new further pulling eighth and ninth zones plus a longer 12 zone is going to be played like honestly hit me up when these zones are finishing <laughs> i learning these new zones right and i'm figuring things out and i'm like okay do things work out this way like is it actually going to change the game and then the next week they change the zones again so right. my thoughts are Cool. If you want to make it 12 zones, fine. So be it. Let me know when we get the final iteration of this 12 zone game. And then, then I'll start to study it and pay close attention to it. Especially because I'm not necessarily on the FNCS show this season. So I don't necessarily have to follow it as intently or know it as intently. So I'm definitely taking a backseat when it comes to these zones. And just letting SPG beautifully explain it to me during his analyst segment uh, <laughs> on the FNCS broadcast. Cause let me tell you what, man, that dude is just, honestly, he just elevates the show. It's crazy how handsome he is. Talented. Yo, chill. I have a wife. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute. But no, in all seriousness, uh, I hope that this change makes a difference. I'm happy with the, the vaulting of pizza time or game time. And I'm happy that there was adjustments to the chug splashes and stuff, but I still don't think this is enough. And I don't think it's going to be the last change we see. And so going into surge week, it concerns me. I, I think, I think it will changes. be, I think it will think be enough. So? Yeah. And mostly because that 12 zone longer stretch out, right? Usually that's where you have enough time to sit down, literally time it. And then you just stay in the zone and it closes. But since it's going to stretch out the, the math, you're going to need way more heals to sit there for longer and actually heal. There's going to be more time for players to suspect where you are, look back and shoot in the zone, etc. probably flush you out. Granted, kinetic blades kind of change all that just because the movement distance you can cover is insane. So if you want to get away, you're literally getting away. But with that being said, I, I like these zone adjustments. If change was wanted and if we felt like it was needed this type of change is going to make an impact and i think it's going to make an impact with the effect intended which killing the idea of sitting in the zone and healing off i'm pretty 
confident that that should be a result again with also pizza time being taken out which changes a lot but it's not going to change how many people can farm to jellyfish and again there's just so many other dynamics we've seen it's not just pizza time it's like everything in combination leading to mass heal offs so i don't think this will fully solve the problem i mm. do think it will help but ultimately there's going to be enough people that get six splashes yeah and two slurp juices and that will lead inherently to end game heal offs like the problem is the slurp juice just item so powerful that allows you to play in storm with not having like chug splashes you at least have to take out so you can't deal damage like you're not getting siphon while you're throwing chug splashes down but you can drink a slurp juice dive in storm play siphon and then also throw down chug splashes so it's like that combination that's really in my mind the problem at this moment i think the zone changes will help but i was watching some noble scrims last night after the changes happened they were still going to heal off like there's not the players have now been trained right we had four weeks of players training that this is how you have to win, win games. a game yep and now it's all up here regardless of if it can be changed it's all up in their head that you have to heal off in order to win so now we're trying to reverse course it almost needs to be too dramatic at first and then kind of reel it back in to get where i think we want to be which is so hard to do because we are mid competitive season guys do not forget don't take that out of the equation like fncs is deep we are deep in the in the waters right now chest high right here it's about time to swim to the to the finals line so with that there is not enough time for us to continue to see adjustments i don't see us getting anything changed from here on out i think where we are is where we are and hopefully this does lead to some big changes because yeah otherwise we're, we're going to continue to see all these heal offs and, and the game will be played the way it is but again this is competitive man competitive is is under evolution right now like you said the the mentality is already there but let's just talk about it and briefly touch on this just so we can all i think i think we can all agree on the idea that the game fortnite since the introduction of augments has radically changed in a way that is going to negatively impact the game because it was already hard to balance now it's even more difficult to balance like augments create an entire level of complexity to the game that is far beyond the loop pool you now have literal mechanics that can be introduced to individual players balancing that is going to be hard we already see that it's hard to balance individual items balancing the augments and how they all interact with each other it's like chess like opening up a whole new lane right like like we are opening equations like infinite equations infinite results infinite combinations with the augments and these augments are being introduced to the game at lightning speed once a month we're basically getting new new augments some vaulted introed and again this is just the beginning so there's no looking back now augments are in the game just like climbing or vaulting and sprinting so the, the game is just going to continue to get infinitely more difficult but one thing that's not going to change is, is the balance is going to be harder and harder to get right every season like indefinitely from here on out no you're absolutely right i think um you look at where the game is at and what Fortnite has done and the way the Fortnite evolves constantly every season. And you realize that Fortnite has created kind of peak gaming, but also ruined gaming sim simultaneously. So thanks Fortnite. That's my message there, but no. It, I mean, it's why we love it. Keeps us definitely thinking that's for sure. No. So it's like every season they introduce new things, take away things. They change the meta. The meta lasts three months. Then 
they have to do it all over again. So props to the Epic team for being able to do as much as they are. But you also, with the time crunch that they have every single season, you can't imagine everything's going to be perfect every mm-hmm. time. I Yeah, I have a lot of things to say, and we don't have enough time for all that. But um, I really wish we started to see some of these changes before FNCS started, because it should not be three separate weeks played on three separate fairly significant changes to the game, right? I can understand little weapon damage changes or something like that, right? Maybe dial back the the mythics or whatever. Uh, but these are fairly significant changes each week. And it's it's not, I want to say it's not fair to the players. Have this and we're playing something that is a qualifier for a $4 million tournament. So this this is serious. This should should be done done well. Okay, I got the best question of the entire podcast right here, guys. Listen up. If you had to choose one of the three, would you choose number one, better Fortnite human beings and and more decency amongst our Fortnite players? Number two, a better rule system around griefs, bans, and actionable items inside of Fortnite? Or number three, a better competitive balance and entire ecosystem preparation window leading into comp seasons? Because these are three major topics, all of which are very much on different important lanes but if you only had to choose one and you can change the world which are you gonna choose of the three panda you know i'm probably gonna have the controversial take but i just want people to be decent human beings so i'm taking option one. Oh, give me the game issues and stuff but like and don't get me wrong i get like competitive ego like when you're in the game and you're like yeah get on but like there's still some level of decency being a human. That's what I'm more focused on. You guys already know what I'm going to say. It's game balance, perfection, whatever it may be. I would play the game boring as heck every single time. There's going to be terrible people in life. That's just how it works. So, like, I can't fix that. Well, I guess I could in this hypothetical, but give me <laughs> perfect Fortnite. That's so, that's so funny because legitimately, and this is not scripted, I'm number two. I want better rules. Like, dude, I can't stand when people just get away with being griefers and all that kind of like, nah, man, like let's have a fair system. You could be a trashy human, whatever. We're going to have good. We're going to have bad. We can have a chaotic unbalanced season. I don't care. I'm down for the chaos and the content, but dudes, I want a good rule set. And, uh, there you have it, guys. This is what makes us a great trio for the podcast. We all have very much different perspectives at times, just like this one. Our priorities, very, very telling, I think, of all of who we are, which is pretty, pretty awesome. But anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. Don't forget to leave all your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. And hey, maybe hit us up. What would you choose of the three options? <laughs> we'll we'll love to engage with the in a little conversation with you guys there or maybe leave it on the comment under the review section of this podcast that'd be pretty cool too there's an option there but all right as we start signing off here panda let the let the let the folks at home know where they can find you this week uh so we're recording this on wednesday the 26th so friday the 28th Make sure to follow me on Twitter to figure out exactly where this is going to be at twitter.com slash lifewpanda but i'll be giving a live a live seminar about how to build a career in gaming, both from a front of house perspective, meaning content creator, streamer, uh, and like on-air talent to also back of house position, like production, 
working with the game devs, working with orgs, things like that. So definitely, if you've ever felt like you wanted to build a career in esports and gaming, this is your chance to kind of hear from not only me, but several professionals within the space as we break it down live on Twitch. So make sure to follow me on Twitter to find out exactly where that's going to be. And it'll be 11 a.m. on Friday, the 28th. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And you could find me at 115 White Street in Long Branch, New Jersey. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> made up my address. Yeah, somebody's gone on Twitter. That's where I'm hanging out. So thank you, guys. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun week, guys. At Monster Defense across all social handles. We'll see you guys soon on the next episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Stay with us. And don't forget, until next time, to dance out those kills and boast in those victorials. Peace, fam. <laughs>